Support for Accounting for Your Thoughts podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. Showtime, here we go. Buckle up, mask up, Ray Mysterio. Yeah, Mr. McMahon in your stereo. I'ma set the stipulation and scenario. Force count everywhere, doors drive everywhere. Hit you with a finisher from out of nowhere. Eyes all white with the cold stare, you know I had to go there. Hell yeah, the flow's so real. Pennies in my shorts, just a Kenny for your thoughts. You ain't really ready for the boss, no pennies in my shorts, just a Kenny for your thoughts. Shooting star deadly off the porch, no pennies in my shorts, just a Kenny for your thoughts. The most electrifying, steady with the source, not a penny in my shorts, just a Kenny for your thoughts. Yeah, just a Kenny for your thoughts, what? The Kenny for your thoughts podcast. For those of you watching the video version, uh, I just want you to know this is why I used to put the chat on the side is because Brandon literally is just the whole the whole time just staring down at his phone. So we're literally going to have a show where Brandon's just paying attention to his phone more than he's talking, not realizing, you know, hey, Brandon, you're the worst date ever. It's like you're paying attention to everybody else, but you're not paying attention to me. I why, am I not pretty enough for you? On silent when I go on dates. Bullshit. I mean, I don't know many, but the way I do. Bullshit. I'm silent. <laughs> You're this. I love this comment. You're an absolute menace for doing an episode late on a Sunday night. That's what's up. Because I figure, mm-hmm. why not start your crappy Monday morning, or you know, have have us as a positive influence on a Sunday night. Have a nice little one night stand with us. And then start your crappy Monday morning, as we all do. No, I'm actually not a case of the Mondays kind of person. So, you know, it's probably just a case of the Mondays. Yeah. There's a lot of craziness going on. I haven't seen WandaVision. Me me, me neither, but I just know about it. I'm cultured, unlike you, Brandon, who stares at their phone looking at porn before we go on. Uh, There's nothing wrong with that. Hey, OnlyFans is back, everybody. It's not going away yet. So no worries. It, it hasn't been going away though. It's like it's been like that for a couple weeks now. Brandon, Brand, yeah. they 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 like null and voided that maybe like two weeks in. I was freaking out, man. But yeah, we're good now. I'm good. That's okay. All right, y'all gonna fuck up my sleep schedule on a school and work day. Look, it's not my fault that you're still in school. Okay, <laughs> look, if you're just, just a little out, bit older, man. like podcast, I try to cater. Yeah. Look, I try to cater to a. a a more adult audience just like ECW at 2 a.m. Is it ECW's fault that I used to sneak out of and downstairs and go watch it at 2 in the morning? Dang. This guy is crazy as a kid. I was hardcore. I would sneak I would sneak out of the house for ECW more than I would like a, a lovely young lady. <laughs> you know? That's like fandom here. No, ser- but seriously, right? Um, wait, my computer's freaking out here, so let's get rid of all this crap here. And uh, let's talk, man. Let's talk. Uh, Samoa Joe actually just no. dropped a bombshell uh, right before, maybe like an hour before we went on air. So I definitely yeah. did want to talk about that. Um, Samoa Joe releasing a video saying that due to WWE not clearing him, um, he is not going to be able to compete. So he is relinquishing. He's relinquishing the NXT title. Brandon, how do you feel about that? Dude, this is crazy because it was cool because when he was there he was like on commentary and doing matches and stuff and i was like man um you know this is cool we got joe here but it, it 
kind of sucks that you know i was like cool with him doing commentary but i was like man i wonder if he's ever going to get back into the ring like oh well he kind of wanted to maybe it's like he wanted to wrestle you know he wanted to you know work and stuff so i'm like oh that's that's why well that's weird i wonder what's going on and then now this drops and it's like man has this guy just been able to keep you know healthy at all i I feel like i feel like he can't catch a break and that's kind of that's kind of where i'm at is like samoa joe poor samoa joe because like he really should have had like one of the best careers and like he should be up there with like an aj styles and he should be um you know definitely just in that upper echelon you know and this is coming from a guy who i don't necessarily i wasn't a big samoa joe fan um i actually didn't like samoa joe in tna bluntly right so um that's to tell you how I, i've seen the, the the progress with samoa joe but you have a situation here where it's like man this poor guy it's like he always comes back with these hot storylines and they're always doing these things to just make him um like give him main event runs and do these things but then it's like he's just plagued with injuries and just like it's almost like he's got like a black cloud around him yeah. you know and i, I was getting that good sorry yeah no, no i was getting hyped like because i thought oh you know maybe he might be a guy that can challenge uh brock you know at the time because they were sort of right that. right but like, but that's my thing is like like he definitely was that guy that could have been remember when he literally was like looking at roman i'm talking about brock lesnar looking at roman and then he's like hey look at me before i slap that you know and it was like oh hold on this this guy is legit yeah and um Man, I, I, I'm not gonna lie to you. I, I have total ADHD. I'm like trying to hit the like switch, the switch the cameras and stuff, and I feel like I'm like talking and stuttering, like where normally I'm just so confident on the. So bear with me. This will take some getting used to. But Kenny is the Tony Khan of the, he's doing everything. He's doing I'm it Tony all. Khan. You know? just gonna, <laughs> yeah. just, we're just doing interviews together. You know, we're just all excited. I'm, I'm a huge wrestling fan. I'm just signing up everybody. You know, so if you want to be on the show and be the, the next big star in the Kenny for Your Thoughts podcast, uh, um. Do wait, hold on. So David Holly and this, I, I do want to talk about this because I, I actually got really pissed off reading this from a lot of people. David mm-hmm. Holly says, and I'm just using him as an example. Due to Vince not clearing him, now that Vince is in charge of NXT, in my opinion, I think Vince wants the title on Younger Blood. I could be wrong, and my opinion on that whole situation is like, if this is a storyline, like let's see where it goes. You know what I mean? So I don't necessarily think that we have a situation where um, Vince is like, damn it, get the title. (laughs) Damn it, get the title off of Samoa Joe. He's not 30, he's like 40. You know, I I don't I don't think it's a situation like that. I I think it's a situation where, you know, something's happened. Maybe his blood work came back with like some weird levels or things like that. You know, like Brandon's blood work, like you should see it is terrible. It's absolutely terrible. Um, I I thought I was going to get some weird stuff showing up on my tests, but. Right. PCP, things like that. That's pretty good. Your system just washes it all out. But no, (laughs) um, it's just a situation where, you know. If that is what's happening, I, I don't want to necessarily comment on it. Uh, I, I kind of want to see it play out until I get further evidence. I don't necessarily want to speculate and be like, well, Vince is probably, you know, looking at, at young blood right now. Um, I think this might be, I don't want to say a happy coincidence, but like, it's like, okay, I think this is Samoa Joe getting injured for real. But the timing, if there is ever a time to get injured, it would be like, wow, they're about to relaunch NXT. 
this actually might turn out good because then Samoa Joe can come back the old guard and kind of like, you know, uh, claim his title back. And he says that in the in in the video that he posted. Uh, plot twist. Joe is not injured and he shows up tomorrow and chokes out Lashley or Drew McIntyre. And that's where I said, let this play out because I had a theory that, you know, my theory was like, okay, maybe, yeah, maybe they are wanting to get him away from NXT. And then maybe the situation is that they're like, yeah, put his ass back on Raw and SmackDown. Like, we're going to go with a different direction for NXT. That's my quote unquote conspiracy theory, if you will. Um, so I don't want to necessarily piss it away yet if that makes sense you know but um if this is a real injury which i 99.9 percent chance i think it is um i think this is just horrible timing and again it's just like samoa joe it's like a a superstar i compared him to i was talking to a kyle vapor bump we just shot an episode for him uh so check that out i think kyle probably tell you in the chat when that episode's coming out um, but we were talking about like, you know, comparing him to Mr. Kennedy, where it's like Mr. Kennedy was like so hot, but it's like you couldn't necessarily get behind him because every time you got behind him, it was like he's injured again. Or, you know, how do you really get behind him if like the momentum just stops all of a sudden? So I don't know. It, it's tough. I, I, yeah, first thing, I, I hope it's a weird storyline thing and he pops up uh, and I'm hoping it's just like he's just got to It's not a case where you just got like nagging injuries that are just sort of popping up here and there, you know, stopping him from competing. Cause then it, then it makes sense. You know, you yeah. don't want him. He's got the title. Um, cause uh, hope, or, you know, hope, cause then you would think maybe they could have him just drop the title to somebody instead, like in a match instead yeah, of having I guess, him. But I guess if you, if you want to keep him hot though, I don't know. Right. It's, I don't know. It's, it's the timing is a little suspect. I'll say that much, you know what I mean? Um, but, you know, Samoa Joe having previous concussion issues, things like that, like, it's not far-fetched to think that he's possibly legitimately injured. Oh, yeah. You know, so, I don't know. I don't know, but this, again, this is breaking news, so you're just hearing my thoughts off the dome here. Uh, Brandon Stotts, who, you know, who are just scattered at, all over the place, you know, so. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but since we're talking about NXT, man, are, are you excited about the new colorful <laughs> I was. Well, going, yeah, let's go. I on. was until, like, you didn't respond to any of the freaking texts I sent you. Oh, <laughs> I was, it wasn't in the, the other chat. You missed I it. Get, you I, responded with emojis, and then you never <laughs> responded verbally. Do you know what I'm even talking about there, Brandon? You even yeah. know what I'm talking about, brother, brother? So you're you're trying to get get out there? Hopefully no, 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 no. It's even worse than that. So for months, uh, NXT has actually been sending me tickets for the CWC because I've been a part of the full sale crowd in the past. So they've been sending me tickets that I didn't realize because it was on an old email. I purchased something on Etsy and had to use that old email. And so when I went on there, I saw, oh crap, it's available for Tuesday. So I asked Brandon, I'm like hey, we got a chance to go to AEW Dark this weekend or and or we can go to NXT on Tuesday. And Brandon just put some like emojis and then like never responded again. (laughs) So, well, yeah. So point is, we had the chance to go to NXT, the newly launched NXT, and you have failed to respond to me. So. Could you respond now? I'm sorry. Yeah. You know, I, I legit, <laughs> I know this is going to sound like BS, but I legit uh, got to gotta play, actually. So we have a theory. We have a theory <laughs> that Brandon, not, Brandon not, books gigs 
or, or oh. and tries to book music gigs uh, so that he doesn't have to attend professional wrestling. It's not true, bro. I know. I know this sounds like ridiculous because you, you guys were trying to call me out, but this is like legit. It's for reals. I'm, I'm for real, Steve. Let me explain what, what he's talking about. It, it, we talked about this in a chat with another friend who the other friend, by the way, he literally said, I bet Brandon is starting to search for gigs to play so that he doesn't have to go. So Brandon has manifested this into exactly what's happening. So I don't do this stuff on purpose, man. It happens. It happens. It's a bummer, too, because this looks like it's going to be pretty neat. I, I would look for all your talk, right? And again, I'm yeah. just prefacing this. This is Brandon's thoughts. Brandon, I, I have a Tesla, right? So Brandon thinks, oh, just because Kenny has a Tesla, that means all the girls will love him now, right? So yeah. Brandon, here, I give you a chance to be in the Tesla and to uh, flaunt, to show up to the WWE Performance Center in a Model 3 and look like a big man, like you quote unquote say that, you know, we are because I have a Tesla now and you're going to go play your gig instead i know but think about how cool you're gonna look in the tesla rolling up so you think i'm just gonna show up by myself or with you whoever gonna, you, no, you no, think, no, you no, think no. i'm gonna show up by myself the wwe performance center who, who, who's the date who, who are you taking to nxt i was gonna take you <laughs> you well, were you were me. my date all right, you got a Tesla now, bro. You can get better. Uh, Diego, hey, Diego says, "Ayo, why are you not filming from the Tesla?" Let me film yes. an episode from the Tesla. I'll do it. I will do it just to be a jackass. We'll do it, Kenny, for for your thoughts from uh from the Tesla. Why not? All right. Do y'all think is a uh, question? Is do y'all think Raquel's about to go up to him, put the title on Frankie Monet with help? Of course, I don't necessarily think. Um, I don't think Raquel's going up yet, but I could be wrong. Like maybe she could be drafted um you, you know she could be drafted in october because there is the rumor of the wwe draft so oh, i mean man. we could have some changes can you gonna get the tesla jacked yeah look i don't need freaking <laughs> jeff hardy and sheamus just stealing my car and like running each other over and stuff you remember that storyline <laughs> right <laughs> like crap hey that looks like my car it is my car oh crap like how do you explain that to an insurance company you know, a couple of former world champions just fucked up my car. Well, yeah, you know, as far as uh, Raquel goes, I don't know if they should call anybody else up. I think they just need to chill for a second and deal with the people they got right now. I think they got enough people on the uh, on the main roster. You know, uh, I I I would agree with you, but what's that? It's like bringing like a new person that's not like a. Like I could see if it's like a big, big name person, like a like a Ronda type, you know, that you're bringing. Okay. In. But like to bring somebody okay, in that's going to start at the bottom, yeah, and have to build up anyway. It's like I'd rather just wait until they get through this cycle, or after Mania or something. You know, like you know when they. But, can, but like, is reset. this not the start of the cycle since they have fans back? Have like, fans is this back? not? Could they not start? Like, to your point, could they not start a cycle like organically by having like new faces in the draft? <laughs> come up in for the draft possibly i'm trying to think like like where would they go like where would she go and like what would she do sort of like with the current landscape 
like what they're doing now. Like I figure, like like I feel like they have a lot going on right now. What about like Rhea Ripley and stuff like that? I mean, you have a you yeah, have that's what I'm def- saying. Yeah, like you bring but, up something like Ripley and like, she's kind of in a weird spot. So yeah, just, well, I guess somebody to have her work with, maybe. Yeah, maybe I can see that. Um, I, I don't know. Like I, 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 I think yeah. that like they're kind of in dire straits anyway. It's like <laughs> why not try like. Like you know, what's right? What's right didn't work, so try some wrong, dog. You know, so uh, I don't know. Like I can also see them releasing more people. I hate to say that. Like I didn't want to make that an option, but I can, I can definitely see a case for WWE saying like, okay, um, yeah, we're done here. Uh, We're releasing you know Ricochet or this, uh, like bluntly, and that's not. And that's and not bring me saying like I want them to release these people. I'm just saying I can see a case for them doing that and cutting some losses and bringing some NXT people up so that they can like filter in new talent in NXT. If that makes sense, right, you know right. what I mean? Because it seems like they are going with more of a youth movement. You know? Dang, yeah. So yeah, that will be interesting to see, man. If they do another like round of cuts to NXT, but like you say, you know, you got to make room and especially if you're changing up you know how, how you're doing things but i guess that's 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 fine i mean i yeah. guess it's working out we got aw now so it's like there's places right. that people can go you know so I mean? yeah. it's funny you say that because that's kind of where i say like i think i think that the nxt that existed a couple years ago um aew has kind of filled that void whereas you know talent used to be um brought in like all these indie guys used to be brought in to be under the NXT umbrella where now Vince and company think like, well, there is an indie company already. There's another company that that's kind of like the big indies per se. Like we don't need NXT to be that show anymore. And we don't need to waste resources, quote unquote, again, from a business aspect on these indie guys and do stuff where we can build our own talent. That's why I say like all these reports get like, you know, brought out and it makes it sound worse than it is. Um, it, it it makes it sound like oh Vince is saying like no our fucking indie guys you know we don't want them anymore and I think it's Vince saying like you know there's a viable option for indie guys that we don't necessarily need to recruit them anymore we can make our own stars because we do have a fucking performance center that we're not utilizing we're hiring all these 30 somethings for what if we're not planning on using them on Raw and Smackdown what are they here for you know so that's again again i think it's like when things are said a certain way they can sound worse than they are you know you were there with me at smackdown i was like pretty pretty freaking sad when when was they doing this during smackdown <laughs> right and it's like you know but on a professional business level i can see like hey look nxt was kind of getting jacked up and it's like uh eric by the way type re- retype your question because no i didn't see it um, you know, it it was kind of getting jacked up, so it's like, why not kind of hit the reset button and whatever that may mean? Um, yeah. So I think I actually foresee good things for NXT because uh, now I see it like maybe they're going to go the direction of like where FCW was. Remember when we used to go to FCW back in the day? Um, they had all the younger talent, and you could kind of pick and choose who you know. You had the the Jack Swaggers of the world and and things like that, and. And you could see who was going up, per se. Did we go to one where Reigns was there? Or was that before? I don't remember. I remember it's fuzzy. When we went, yeah. I don't think we ever went to one that had Reigns there. Oh, okay. Because we we were there like circa 2008. Okay, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, so I don't think we ever got to really see Reigns wrestle. But, um, yeah. Um, Vince using new talents for NXT. Interesting. This is becoming the new OVW. If so, Kenny, I'm interested. Remember OVW? Yes, definitely remember OVW. That's kind of what I'm getting at. I think, I think NXT had kind of... Remember when NXT was first brought in, they were supposed to be the next crop of talents. And it's not to say that they lost that vision, uh, but basically because there was no other wrestling company that existed, they kind of went into the direction of like being a third brand where they would filter in their TV show would have all the indie guys per se, quote unquote indie guys. But then they would do um, they would do in their performance center, they would have the younger crop of talent. So I think Vince is basically saying like, no, like there's a company that does indie stuff now. That's kind of what I'm saying. It's like there. I don't think there's a partnership with AEW as much as Vince is saying, like, good, there's competition. I don't need to do this shit anymore because I was trying to revive the business and do this. And Triple H was trying to do this. I don't necessarily need to do that anymore because this company is doing that. So why spend the resources to copy the same formula? Obviously, it didn't work when we went head to head. So now I'm going to rebrand it to what it was meant to be, which is the next crop of talent. And I'm going to bring in football players. I'm going to bring in people with a look and sprinkle in some other people. And then we'll make this roster thrive and try to, you know, compete with each other. And then I can handpick people to go this one on Raw, this one on SmackDown and then build them in in my own image so it's smart if you think about it do i necessarily agree with it no but i am gonna let it play out because they they get some uh, like some big olympic wrestler guy they brought in yeah so they 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 signed um gable stevenson which my first thought there was like well goodbye to chad gable (laughs) you know (laughs) they gotta change his name back to shorty g so quick you know, and somebody I don't and forgive me if you're in the chat right now, but somebody was saying, no, they'll just team them up and call them the Gable Sable. And <laughs> I was like, I was cracking up because I was like, this is probably the yeah. best name I've ever heard in my life. Um, all respect to Indies, but it's time to get that believable wrestler again in pro wrestling, Kenny and more interesting characters. I agree with that. I am a five foot nine, 175 pound guy. Okay, I'm not coming from a place of bias. I think that we are in a period where there are a lot more guys my size than there are the larger than life Hulk Hogan's and the Ultimate Warriors and stuff. So why not bring that formula back? You know what I mean? So I'm not saying there's anything wrong with like guys my size, the Johnny Gargano's of the world. But it's like if you have enough of that, go after the other crop. You know, there was a time period where all we had was muscle guys. So bring in the CM Punks and bring bring in the Daniel Bryans and bring in all these type of guys to get a different look. But now we've got, okay. gone all the way that way. Now maybe we need more Omases and Braun Strowmans and things like that. You know? Uh, and this comment says, Kenny's a caramel midget. And that's not true. <laughs> that's not true. I'm not caramel. But anyway... <laughs> Yeah, how would you describe yourself? Like peanut butter? Uh, I would call myself mocha sexiness. Mocha sexy. All right. I don't know. What, 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 what did you whisper to me last time in bed? What'd you call me? Uh, <laughs> Mr. Slave? I don't, I don't know. What? We're going to edit that out. Jesus Christ. That's uh, Anyway, David Holly says, that's offensive to short people. They don't want Kenny. I, I, I'm the definition of what Vince McMahon doesn't want. Let me tell you something, Vince McMahon. <laughs> 
Just because I'm 32 and I'm not six feet tall doesn't mean I'm any less talented than anybody on your roster right now. I promise you, if you sign me, I'll take you all the way to the top. You'd be beating AEW right now, but that's your fault because you don't want to fucking sign me. Me and Vince McMahon got heat, okay? Heat. Sunday night heat. (laughs) Because we're doing this on a Sunday night. Ah, I like See that. the joke here? Good. See the jo- yeah. joke here? That's a good joke. But yeah, speaking of uh, smaller guys, I hope I'm not jumping the gun here. But what about uh, Adam Cole, baby? No, no, let's, let's talk about that. I do want to talk about AEW All Out just in general because All Out was such a good... like oh, yeah. All Out was definitely a show where they did just that. They freaking went all out. And yeah. they throughout everything that they could at one time and it's it's one of those things where it's like is was that a good thing that or that they didn't save their shots uh but at the same time it's like i have trust for aew and i loved i loved first can we talk about like the theme song for adam cole absolutely oh yeah it's all about the boom like that stuff mikey ruckus killed it which actually let's talk about that mikey ruckus did the the lucha bros performance amazing (laughs) david holly says how tall is adam cole his bio says six feet but i've been told he's five four yeah it's gotta be yeah i think adam cole's a legit five nine is my guess but but i could be wrong because i was like he seems a lot taller than aew but then i was like "Eh, people are shorter than aew is he taller than Brian Danielson? Yeah, but Brian Danielson's been listed at 5'8", and he's probably like a legit 5'6", 5'7". So that's why it's it's not a good comparison, because if he's taller than um, Brian Danielson, it would still prove my point. <laughs> right. Um, and yeah, so Ricky says, Kenny, Rage Against the Machine vibe. That's exactly what I wanted to say, which was that... I see a lot of people saying like, oh, you know, Mikey Ruckus copied the Undisputed Era. And I was like, I don't think he copied the Undisputed Era. I think he copied like Calm Like a Bomb and like, mm-hmm. you know, that like bum, 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 tick, tick, like the guitar scratches and stuff. Because it reminded me of like like 90s Rage Against the Machine. And that's exactly. And people are saying, you know, um, Adam Cole's a fan of Rage. That would make complete mm-hmm. sense. And, and to me, and this is I'm not saying this lightly. This might be the best theme song he's had because oh, I've had it yeah. in my head all week. And it's it's a great song, so it's definitely better than the last song WWE gave him. So. Now, have they done like has AEW done like a like an album or their like interest themes? No, I mean they've kind released. Like they've re- they, Brandon, what do you was this nineteen ninety nine? People yeah, don't release like, albums anymore. Yeah. They just release singles. So have all these songs been released on singles? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, volume one. AEW aggression. Brandon, Brandon their streaming services. <laughs> There are streaming services that exist. And hold on. SC Williams yeah. says Kenny didn't like Brian, uh, Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson's AEW theme. And that is a damn lie. I tweeted out a status that I said, look, I, I don't have the credentials to say this, but I, I, I need backup. And I said, is is Brian Danielson now invited to the barbecue with a song like that? Because that Brand, have you ever heard that saying? You don't no. even know what that saying means. Somebody no, clue branded it to that. Yeah, that. But but anyway, I loved it. I thought it was cool. Um, I actually had been tweeting for weeks um, where a lot of people were like, oh, he should use the final countdown. And uh, if you listen to this podcast on the regular, you'd know I said, no, he should be using some sort of remix of Flight of the Valkyries because the whole point is to not 
like if flight at um if the final countdown hits this is what i said um if final countdown hits all the hardcore fans are going to cheer if flight of the valkyrie hits not only are the hardcore fans are going to cheer but every casual at home who decided to order all out just because they heard the buzz will know exactly who's coming out and sure mm-hmm. enough as soon as it went do 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 everybody knew exactly who that was and so I think it was the right decision to have like some sort of remix there. And it's uh, it's actually available. It's, it's made by an independent artist. It's uh, I can't remember the, who, but it just search Brian Danielson theme on Apple Music and Spotify and you'll find it. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it's a good little remix. It, it, it's a good little ditty, you know, mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm definitely a fan of it. And um, I, I'm just a fan of everything Brian Danielson's doing in AEW yeah. because it feels like a big deal big fucking deal that he's there yeah yeah you know what yeah i i, I think it's sort of almost like it almost like fits you know for aw to me like i think all, all the people that they brought in sort of i think fits their brand their mold like where they're right. going um right oh Soho had a cool theme too uh before you get into brian but well, yeah do you know the story behind ruby soho's whole situation i think i told you already right yeah, you told me briefly. It was like uh, I guess one of the bands. Yeah, fans let's let's talk about this. So she's a huge fan of Rancid, as Rancid. are like a lot of people, like Corey Graves, um, Lita, a lot of people. Yeah. And so the situation is that uh, you know Ruby Riot obviously got released from WWE, and you know she's friends with Lars, the lead singer of Rancid, and so she was kind of trying to think, you know whether i i don't know if this part i'm making up but you know if she was going to go back to heidi lovelace uh by the way uh apron bump says born for greatness by elliot taylor that is the name of the brian danielson song um but yeah so she was thinking about the name and she was kind of beat or beaten around and uh basically lars said um hey why don't you just use the name ruby soho where you got you know ruby riot from so you know rancid has a big song called ruby soho and basically Lars said look hey use the name and we'll sign the song over to you so That's like cool. you really think about it like how freaking cool is it that like you know you get released from a wrestling company you've wanted to work for your whole life but then like your favorite brands is like we got your back and they give her the song and they give her the name and you get to debut at AEW All Out in front of arguably the fans you should have been in front of this whole time because she's got that alt look. Like, you know what I mean? Like, she's more accepted in AEW, the hardcore fans. Like, you could tell she's like, she's got the love there. And you're coming out with the name, the song, and to fans that appreciate you. Like, to me, hindsight being 2020, it's like being released was the best thing that could have happened to her. I'm, I'm more excited for her in AEW because I think she like fits the mold more than the other two because the other two can be successful but like with her she was always like that under the radar kind of person in WWE and I think she's going to be the workhorse of the women's division like in my opinion so right. he's laughing and he's on the mic on the contrast he would go off mic to laugh yes that's exactly what it is <laughs> alright by the way thank you for like literally we gained more people while we were having audio issues they were like I want to see this fucking train wreck <laughs> So I appreciate everybody. Um, but let's also talk, uh, we were on the subject of All Out. Um, All Out was like such a good pay-per-view in the sense of they had, honestly, this is as someone who went to WrestleMania. Uh-oh, they're saying they, they still can't hear you, Brandon. Brandon, talk. 
Oh, I appreciate. I do appreciate everybody telling me. No, no, Brandon, it's not you. It's oh, it's not me. Oh, okay, good. All right, now you should be able to hear him. So thank you guys for letting me know that you couldn't hear Brandon there. All right. Um, so let's get back into All Out. And um, the All Out situation is... Yeah, as someone you went who went to-, to WrestleMania, and as someone who went to Double or Nothing, both of us, I think All Out was the top pay-per-view of the year. I think it was the what? best wrestling pay-per-view of the year. Oh. And again, that's obviously the reason I'm telling you that I went to those events is to show you I'm not biased. Because if anything, I should say Double or Nothing was the best, or I should say WrestleMania is the best. In reality, like I said, I think All Out nailed it. Like everything felt important at All Out, and I can't emphasize that enough. I don't know if I could put it over WrestleMania Night Two, but but that's only but that's only because Tamina won. You're the only reason. The only reason you even remotely like Night Two is because Tamina won. So, I, you know, no, you know, I'm gonna give them props for for right. all out. It, it did feel like like their WrestleMania type, type sort of show. You know, they they threw everything at at the at the you know wall. Um, I like the match order too of the card. It worked out. I think everything flowed well. Um, yeah, can we? That's actually a really good point because I uh, I think uh, you know if you listen to this podcast, you'll know that I'm very very critical of AEW sometimes, and that's yeah. not coming from a place of like, oh, I WWE gets it right, and AEW that fucking pissant company. It's not coming from a place like that. It's coming from a place of like I've always said that AEW is a newer company, so AEW yeah. can't make these critical mistakes because they're under you know under the radar where everybody's looking for them to fuck up. And I've always yeah. said something like their pay per view the pacing is completely weird sometimes and Mm. all out was definitely an example of that's how a pay-per-view should be paced everything was in the right position it literally felt like it kept building and kept building and kept building and kept building and then paul white came out and then kept building and kept building (laughs) (laughs) wow Wow, what a hater i'm just kidding but but i'm just kidding but like paul i did think the paul white match was a little weird to put like right before the main banner and stuff but um wasn't that like the get everybody back back the down? Cool down? Yeah, the cool down. I guess, but you know, like I thought he should have just walked. I literally thought you're just going to walk out there and just like, bam, one WMD, and they're like, that's it. But he yeah. wrestled a little bit, so I was like, okay, all right, all right, yeah, give it but, to him. Yeah, I, yeah, like I said, everybody worked hard. I think I don't think there was a lot of like weird botchy stuff going on, so it was like you know it was enjoyable to watch. I thought the main event went a little long. But I, I, I wonder if it might be weaker than a lot of the other card, but that's not necessarily saying that um, that's not necessarily saying it was bad. It was just to tell you how good the show was because, you know, and then April Bump says, how dare you besmirch tall Paul? OK, <laughs> tall Paul is what a lot of people are calling him. So, um, But anyway, by the way, this is actually like if this audio even remotely sounds good, we might do the show for like this from now on, because this is so comfortable to not wear headphones right now. But um, but right now they're probably hearing Brandon's voice twice, which nobody even wants to hear it once, much less twice. So yeah. anyway, uh, all out. Um, yeah, it's just the main event. Like a, like like you said, I think went long, and uh, I'm gonna get heat for this because I'm gonna read this comment. Punk versus Darby was my match of the night. Such a well done story, and I was on the edge of my seat the whole time. I don't think it was a match of the night. And I said that on the podcast last week that I don't think it it would be. Uh, Punk was kind of slow. Um, he was. I thought they did that on purpose. Right. And it, that's what I was going to say, actually, was that I think they were building it as like Punk being the bigger guy and Punk and Darby being like the, the young high flyer and things like that. But what I'm saying 
and again, this is giving credit, so please hear me out on this, is that Punk versus Darby didn't need to be a good five-star match. They literally went out there with one of the best stories in the on the card, and that alone being with CM Punk's first match back would have been made it one of the best matches of the night. Um, match of the night, to me, goes to the Young Bucks and Lucha Bros. There, there's no way we could say that that match like like there was points and I, and I am a I consider myself a smart wrestling fan but there were points where they had me I'm like oh the Bucks are gonna win like they have to and then they didn't and then Ray Phoenix would come back with something and I'm like there's no way this is the finish <laughs> and then the Lucha Bros ended up winning so again I, I just I just think it was like such a well done match. Uh, and just FYI, I am not a big Young Bucks fan. So for me to say yeah. that the Young Bucks versus Lucha Bros was, you know, what like the the best match of the night is saying something, right? So oh, to, yeah. again, I think that was the best wrestling match. I think the precedent that CM Punk and Darby Allen set and their storyline was the best of the night. Everybody's jacked. Uh, yeah, you know what I liked? I kind of liked. Uh... And uh, Miro and uh, Eddie, I like that one. That was uh, it was a good opener. I that's what I mean. Yeah, it, it like, made me miss uh, SCU opening the shows, and it oh, made yeah. me miss um, Hangman Adam Page opening shows yeah. because it's like I, I love Eddie Kingston, but like you know the feel of like SCU like controlling the crowd or something was so mm-hmm. different. Um, and then a Hangman Adam Page, a double or nothing opening the show. The place went freaking bananas. Um, yeah. And uh, Apron Bump says, agreed. I hated their ladder match. And then people typed. Uh, but from a few years ago, <laughs> but loved the cage match. And yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly how I felt, too. And I just love the callback spots with the thumbtacks, with the Candice LeRae stuff from a couple years ago. Uh, so it was a good night. It was a good little night of wrestling. Um yeah. And then, of course, we get Adam Cole at the end. Uh, you know, I do have a fear with Adam Cole is that he's going to get lost in the shuffle. Oh, wow. Yeah, because you got the elite. You got his friends there. And then, you know, you have that. You got Brian Danielson kind of inserting himself into the title picture. I just hope, again, I just hope he doesn't get lost in the shuffle. I don't, you know. I mean, there's already controversy with, like, Brian Cage. I don't know if you heard Melissa Santos, his wife, was kind of tweeting out that, you know, he's getting lost in the shuffle. And then um, Brian Cage, you know, went and said, you know, yeah, like, basically agreed with it on Twitter. Um, so I ask you, is there a problem now, you know, with all of these stars coming in? Know, are yeah. we going to lose sight of some of these other guys? Yeah. What if they bring in, like, a Wyatt or, like, a Kevin Owens? Like, then it's just going to get even worse. <laughs> it's just, like, I don't know. They're gonna need another show to sort of feed everybody. They have another show. Well, they like literally another. have a show called Rampage now. Yeah, and they have Dark taping um, at Universal Studios, which I was trying to get you to go. You know where they were taping actually? Where we used Wait, to go watch what? TNA. Wow, they're How literally did? in the same sound stage. I'm pretty sure it's uh, 21. So we used to go to that sound stage. That's cool. Let, let me tell you about that sound stage actually so brandon and i would park and we would go on the people movers and then i remember once we were like super late for a TNA show and they were about to like not let anyone else in and then so brandon decided at that moment to go to the bathroom he never forgets 
No, but because it literally all we had to do, Brandon, is walk in. We had to walk in and then you could sit at your seat and then go to the bathroom. But instead, you decide to go to the bathroom so that freaking groups of people started passing us. And literally, we were the last two let in. Felt good. How does your mind work or not work? My bladder was empty. We just sat down and enjoyed the show. And now, AEW is taping their shows there. It's very dark. That's awesome. That's crazy. I mean, I feel bad that, you know, TNA's not there anymore, but it's for the best. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if I should make this joke. I don't know. It just came to my mind, but uh, there was a, there was an implication that, like, no, no, I won't say it. Never mind. Never mind. Because it's a little bit too personal. I won't say it. Uh, but Diego says, uh, if I think people like Punk, Brian, Cole, Wyatt are coming in, then you have to improve. You either hustle to make your name in the same tier or as close to that or let the tide wash you away. That's the fucking mentality you should have. And that's exactly kind of what I'm getting at is like when you're sitting there and this is not necessarily a shot at Brian Cage. I'm not talking about Brian Cage. I'm just talking about a workplace environment stuff in general. If you're like oh i'm getting passed by or people are not you know i should be uh in this position i should be i deserve this i deserve that it's like even if you're correct you're in the wrong mentality because you're not really owed anything you know what i mean uh if you think you're that good then go fucking take the ball and go fucking run with it and show them that you deserve a bigger name but than brian danielson than cm punks and that do something about it you know what i mean like obviously with aew it's a little bit more of an open door where you could freaking talk about it probably with tony khan and say like hey give me the ball i want to run with it you know what i mean um so i think diego has the perfect answer right there again it's not it's about mentality we're not talking about he shouldn't feel disgruntled but it's Hmm. like you shouldn't be on social media talking about it you should go backstage and talk to tony about doing it hmm well, let's see what happens. <laughs> Hopefully, we'll see Brian Cage in like a few matches here, or there, or you know, some more storylines. I mean, they've been uh, they've had right. Hobbs, they've been featuring Hobbs a little bit too, right? So, right, that's I mean, another it, guy that could end up getting lost in shuffle as well. But but. To, I have trust in AEW because everything's been in ebbs and flows, and people get their time and things like yeah. that. Like, I have a lot of trust with like even Hangman Adam Page right now. Obviously, he he's left to um, you know his wife's going to give birth pretty soon. He's going to have his first child, which kudos kudos to AEW for giving him that paternity leave and you know knowing that he has a spot when he comes back you know what i mean um so i think i think that's cool of them but you know hangman comes back and i know he'll go right to that world title picture let me also give AEW credit for one huge thing Brian Danielson acknowledging the AEW ranking system upon coming in when he said and this is why I like when things are done in kayfabe because, you know, there are people probably are like, well, he's jumping the gun. I don't care. I care when, again, they explain it in kayfabe. And what I mean by that is Brian Danielson said, there's a ranking system. You're the best in the world, blah, blah, blah. But if you want to be the best in the world, you got to beat me. So basically he's saying, fuck the ranking system. I want you. And you can buck the, the ranking system by letting me challenge you because you're the champ. So I think mm. that, again, is a great kayfabe explanation for why he would jump the gun. And, oh, hey, you they're the number one contender, Hangman Adam Page. Yeah, you fucking injured him. That's why he's not here. So I don't even feel bad that I'm taking his spot. Mm. Do you see what I'm saying? So, again, if there's a kayfabe explanation for it, 
is it necessarily bad? Plus, I mean, it's what the people want to see. So. Bluntly. I mean, we, we all want to see Arthur Ashe Stadium. We want to see Brian Danielson wrestle, do something. You know what I mean? It's like, so So there are, I don't think it has to be so cut and dry all the time. Like, you don't have to say like, oh, look, you know, I like how they, they have put this person Miro here and he didn't go straight to the top. I agree. I think they've done the booking Miro correct. At first he was kind of floundering, but then they changed him into the Redeemer and now they're making him make sense. But there's certain guys that to me get to jump the line. And it means something because it's like, well, Kenny Omega, why have Brian Danielson just kind of fight for the next year when, you know, he can go straight to the front while you have CM Punk kind of in that role to where he's fighting all the younger guys and getting his feet wet. And then now next year at Chicago, it all out. Now you can have CM Punk challenge for his first AEW title. Whether he's facing Brian Danielson, whether he's facing Hangman Adam Page, the point is it, you can do a whole slow build with CM Punk. But yeah, there's got to be guys that can, are able to jump the line, you know? Uh, yeah, it's so, uh, and then that leaves, you know, well, I guess I'll figure out something for uh, Adam Cole to be there too. I wonder if he'll be in the mix any. But it's perfect. That's perfect. Yeah. Did you see how in my scenario, Adam Cole got lost in the shuffle already? That's kind of what, <laughs> why I'm worried about him because it's like, how does he factor in? It's like, do you get a mid card title for him? But then it's like, is he mid carder? You know, he's like, a, he's supposed to be a big deal. So it's yeah. like, Adam Cole, like what I can see, right? Personally, I can see Kenny dropping the title to like a Brian Danielson because of involvement from Adam Cole and mm-hmm. as in like Adam Cole turns baby and faces Kenny Omega and says, you know, it kind of like segues into that and says, you know, you always thought I was the like, you know, the worst of the elite and I'm here to take your spot. I'm not here, you know, just to be some guy. Um, mm-hmm. Who knows? Because just because they're friends backstage don't mean they have to be friends on camera. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I don't know. Hey, what did you think about uh, Mick Foley? You know, he was sort of talking about, oh, look at these great debuts. Like, WWE needs to get their stuff together. Uh, did he lie? <laughs> to, to me, I mean, to well, me. I, I don't know if it's that dire. I don't know if the situation is that dire. But I think I, th- I think it is. I mean, I bluntly. I Bluntly, I, I don't think Mick Foley is lying. And I think WWE is in a lot worse of a state than, you know, uh, it has been in years. And I say that as a un, really unbiased wrestling fan. Um, I want to see WWE change for the better. And you know what? I will say, you know, let the segues us into the, the next part of it. Yeah. SmackDown was one of the best shows WWE's had in months. There you go. You had a bunch of A plus players on there. It's like it was I, great. I watched that. It's like I don't feel like WWE is struggling or missing right. out. And it's like, anything, it's you know? definitely one of those things where it's like if when WWE wants to perform, they can perform. Yeah. And, and that crowd, you know, it, let me give credit to my New York crowd because y'all know I'm from New York. Uh, Madison Square Garden. There's no building that has that feel. And I I went to Madison Square Garden three or four times in my life, and just the adrenaline rush it just gives you is so amazing. Um, so I got to give love to my New York crowd, um, except the part where they were <laughs> they had to mute the audio for like 10 minutes because they were chanting <laughs> some nonsense, so yeah. uh, which was awesome. But no, SmackDown was such a solid show from top to bottom. The only critique I have 
for SmackDown is that, you know, times went long and I think it was Edge and Seth Rollins specifically, yeah. if I had to guess, oh, that yeah. went a little bit long and it cut the women's match out. And the only reason I'm mad, and I, I want to be mad by saying, like, was this like two weeks without a woman's match and they need more time? Yes, I want to say those things. But it's like, even if those things didn't exist, mm-hmm. what I'm mad about is that it was the September 11th show, the, the, the eve of September 11th, and Zelina Vega didn't get to perform. Wow. And her dad passed away in the September 11th tragedies uh, 20 years ago. And it was just like, you took that moment away from her. Mm. So on a personal level, I'm just like, fuck, that sucks. That is the worst thing they could have done. It's like, I, it, it, that's one of those moments where it's like, just give her the entrance and let them squash her like two seconds ago. But then it was like, no, that sets the precedent for the women's division wrong too. But it's it's just one of those things. Again, it's like, you, you try to rectify it, but you can't find a way. It's like, like everybody's like, no, they had weeks to plan the show and they did this and that they, they did that. And I go, guys, it's not that simple when talent goes over the allotted time so when you have an allotted show like for example we get let's say we got now we got five more minutes to be an hour show right and i'm like okay brandon we didn't touch on these subjects wrap this shit up what ends up happening we skip topics that we meant to talk about because we're trying to wrap it up so i get it i get it even though we planned it for an hour things happen you know what i mean but um so i don't blame wwe for that if it was Edge and Seth Rollins, there's a part of me that's like, that was such a good match, though. Right, like, that's so what I'm was saying. It the like, right decision, but you know, like it's hard. It is a hard when you have you know eight segments on a live TV show. It is freaking hard. I don't want to be the person that's in that position. That you know, you imagine how Edge feels like you know knowing him. It's like you imagine how he feels if if he's the reason why that stuff got cut. Yeah. I mean, He's probably just, buying people gear and stuff right now, feeling sorry, you know. Yeah. What are you saying, yeah. though? No, I was saying we didn't get to see Tony Storm either, so I'm not happy about this. So they need to they need to tighten up. Maybe they have to wrap my tongue. Hey, you gotta you gotta hurry up and get to the finish, boys. We got. Yeah, let me stuff. point this out. Yeah. Um, Kyle says the show had no fat to trim, though. In my opinion, maybe the ten man tag, but the involvement of Trey Young was a big moment. That's what I'm getting at. Mm-hmm. He's like. I'm yeah. mad on a personal level where I'm like, oh, like, come on, give her, give Zelina Vega that moment. But then I take that step back and I go, where, where would they have trimmed it? You know, so that same thing. And it's like, you know, we can argue like, oh, maybe this should give them extra time. And it's like, but that's not WWE's decision to make. You know, they have to, you know, go to two hours. And so if anybody goes, well, they should have a the overtime, then it's like, okay, so now they're going to be three hours like Raw eventually. So, you know, like, yeah. It, it's just a hard situation to be in. Um, yeah, I'd rather they not add an extra hour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good, um, it, the one thing I will say, right, in my opinion, if you knew that Zelina Vega and stuff wasn't going to be able to have that moment, could you have given them a 10-minute dark match just for the crowd, just so she could feel the building, and then post it on social media? Like, that's the audible that I see where it's like, yeah, I get it. She wasn't able to be on TV, but it's like, could you have given the moment to where mm. the women had it, you know, had a match again, maybe even a five minute match. You post on social media, WWE media exclusive Zelina Vega gets to embrace the New York crowd on the 20th anniversary of September 11th. And then bluntly, again, selfish part of business here. That's good for your PR. 
you know you know even if you're you don't want to make it a genuine moment for her it's like it's good for your pr but it satisfies both good pr and gives her a moment my opinion but yeah man yeah. i appreciate the comments by the way polar family saying like this is the most wwe uh he watches is our show and then says uh kenny and brandon are funny so they make it worthwhile it's not that we're funny it's just that we're not smart you know we're not smart we're we're stupid enough you think we're making jokes but in reality we just don't know shit mm-hmm. like you saw my you saw me lose my audio because I was too busy talking to Kyle in my AirPods. <laughs> Damn it, Kyle. It's all good. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Diego says, I've heard some people say to cut part of the main event because it ended in DQ anyway, but how much could you cut? Like two to three minutes is another two to three minute match worth it. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. It's like we would get give divas, a, well, not divas, but give give women a chance um, <laughs> trending again, you know, if we had a one-minute ma- oh, match with a boom, a forearm, and that's it. You know, and, and again, it's like, you know, I take, I, I look at it from the fan point of view always, and, you know, again, bluntly, I'm a guy. You know, so it's like, I, I'm gonna have a, a view that's not as, um, like, I know uh, uh, the female talent were obviously were very upset, very upset. And, you know, as a father whose daughter is super into women's wrestling, like, there's a part of me that's like, shit. Like, if my daughter was watching the show for Zelina Vega and then didn't get to see it, that'd piss me the fuck off. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? She wasn't here that night. That's why I say it like that. Yeah. But, yeah, actually, speaking of which, uh, my daughter, just to, you know, show the love for women's wrestling here. Uh, first of all, AEW Rampage had a nice women's match that didn't get cut. <laughs> So I said that much. And then two, uh, my daughter comes home from school on Monday and she goes, um, you know, I want to see uh, I want to see wrestling. And I said, OK, I said, which one, you know, which match? In other words, she goes, oh, the one with all the girls. Remember, she was talking about the Casino Battle Royal from oh. AEW All Out and uh, her actual the favorite her favorite character uh, that came out was Nyla Rose because of her eyes. And. Mm. I was actually really proud on two ends. Obviously, Nyla Rose being transgender and stuff like that, and just like, you know, her, that being her favorite character. Like, it's so cool to see the eyes of a child where it's like, she's just like, oh, it's Nyla Rose. She's got, I like her eyes. Whereas, like, I feel like adults get like weirded out, if that makes sense, like, because they have more information than they should. Do you get what I'm saying? Where they're mm-hmm. like, well, she's a great transgender athlete. And it's like, yes, but she's just a great wrestler. And she was in the Casino Battle Royal. And, done there doesn't have to be labels on it it's like literally she was a fan of nyla rose and that was cool to see as a father two she was like so enthralled with all the girls because she'd never like never pictured all of that many girls wrestling in professional wrestling and that's why it's so important because you could see her eyes light up like how many women are here you know what i mean like how many women does this company have and so it's like she fell in love with the women's division in aew just from that match and so that she wanted to see it back i will probably watch that match back with her many many times over that was cool to see yeah she's got an eye for talent i think you need to show her some tamina matches and just see where it goes. No, I think, no I to think me matches that. because we we want her to have a good opinion yeah. on the state of women's <laughs> wrestling. But um, right, and so Hunter, Hunter, you must have missed when I said it could have been a dark segment, though. Yeah, yeah. Um, they didn't give that match, but they did give Charlotte and Rhea a dark match. That's so. So hold on. Let's mm-hmm. also again. You can't necessarily do what you just did, and what I mean by that is. Charlotte versus Rhea, correct me if I'm wrong, was a dark match in the beginning. So you can't say, like, 
because they, in other words, they didn't know that the Zelina Vega match would get cut at that mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. So you can't say like, oh, take that one away because like hindsight's 2020. Like if they had known that they would have had time constraints, then of course they would have put them in that spot. But I'm talking post show dark match, you know, but then again, they had John Cena doing that, right? Yeah. Didn't John Cena wrestle? I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's a hard situation. It is. You know what? The the Becky and uh, Bianca Belair. Bianca Belair segment was, was pretty good. Amazing. I, I thought it was yeah, great. So that was good. Um, and I guess that. we should start wrapping up. But uh, one thing I did want to talk about before we go, um, the health scare. We didn't talk about this during uh, the NXT portion, but the health scare Triple H had. It was um, reported that he had a cardiac event. Um, that was genetic, you know, genetic problems. So he had to have surgery and that he's okay. And uh, our prayers to the game, you know, uh, not obviously what we didn't want to hear, but so happy he's okay. My heart, no, no pun intended there, but my heart skipped a beat. Like when I started reading, you know, breaking like, you know, WWE issuing a statement on Paul Levesque and the way it was worded was like, you know, you, you, you jump to the worst sometimes. Mm. And I was like, oh, so by the end of it, I was like, oh, thank God he's okay. But the, it was disgusting to kind of see people saying stuff like, oh, well, he, of course he had a heart heart attack or heart problem with what Triple H, uh, sorry, what once Vince McMahon's doing to NXT. And it's just like, yeah. guys, is that how your mind works? Like, you always want to be paranoid and, you, and stuff. You know where my mind went? Oh, this makes so much sense of why trip, uh, why reports came out that Vince McMahon and Bruce Prichard are stepping in on NXT. Because obviously something happened with Triple H's health and Vince said, hey, Go take care of yourself. I got it. I'll take care of this. And, you know, Vince had missed SmackDown last week and he had missed Monday Night Raw. Again, makes sense, right? He went to be with his family and he went to be with... You got to understand, something happens to Triple H. His three little grandchildren don't have a father. His wife doesn't have a husband. Again, fuck professional wrestling. This is about... This is about family. This is about life. And, like, people make this war and this whole conspiracy theory consume them. And it's like... No, it, a man a man could have died, and a father-in-law who cares about his son-in-law was there for him. Leave it at that, regardless of what you think about Vince McMahon on a personal level. You know, so I don't know, just guys, like, lose, lose the professional wrestling war shit, and lose your Vince McMahon as the devil shit, and all of that. It's like, you live in that state of paranoia, like, I feel sorry for you. I really do. You know? Um, but yeah, I mean... I'm glad he's okay, but you know that does leave NXT's future up in the air and, and things like that. Um, you know, because obviously he's not going to be running the ship right now. Um, and I hope it doesn't mean that he's going to quietly step away. You know, in, in all this time, but you know, selfishly, uh, where my mind went was, what does this mean for him wrestling ever again? Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, I don't think that's been talked about. Is like if he's had you know cardiac event and stuff, you know. Who knows the extent and it could be that could de facto be the end of his in-ring career and i hope not but at the same time it's like if it also if it means risking his health by being in the ring like yeah let his career be done hmm. you know but anyway yeah it's just um really disturbing news to read this past week um and i guess i, I want to ha- end on a little bit better of a note than that um it, it did get reported that I guess Adam Cole was supposed to the one of the pitches was that he was supposed to manage Keith Lee on Raw and supposed to go heel and, and do that. 
And it's funny. Oh, my God. The IWC just had a field day with this one. And I said, guys, you know, and I use this as an example. And I said it was it wasn't about right or wrong. And it's funny how people read things. You know, it's funny when people read with bias, they can interpret things the way they want to interpret. So I wasn't necessarily saying this was false, nor was I saying this was true. And I was just, you know, kind of trying to be thought provoking. And I said, if you believe reports, right, yeah. you know, Meltzer reported that Adam Cole had talked to Vince and Vince had offered him a million dollars. And then another report comes out that he's supposed to manage Keith Lee. So it's like, do you think he was going to pay him a million dollars to manage Keith Lee? It's like, mm-hmm. if you believe all reports and mm-hmm. I'm just trying to show like reports can contradict other reports and maybe it was a bad example, but you know, um, it, it's just like some reports come out completely different and, and from the same source, you know, it come out and they're completely different sides of the equation and people go well you see vince is vince is an asshole vince is this Vince is that and it's like guys you see you're just taking it as the gospel it's like all i'm saying is use your brains and realize that these sources get things wrong Mm -hmm. they're just being fed things from people and 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 there's hearsay and sometimes i'm not saying all reports again see people interpret it the way they want to not every report is false either but my point is just take things with a grain of salt. Use your own. You got a brain between these two ears right here, and you can interpret it the way you want to. Okay? Mm-hmm. Not everything is bad. Remember when Vince didn't show up to Raw, they were like, people were like, well, you see, he doesn't care about professional wrestling. He doesn't care <laughs> about Raw. That's why he didn't show up. Now you see reports that Triple H had a cardiac event. So don't you think there's a better reason for him that, that there's a damn sure reason for him to just say, hey, fuck this show right now. I'm going to go be with my family. Um, the only person I trust with WWE stuff is Ryan Satin. I actually trust um, Sean Ross Sapp a little bit more, too, um, there. But um, honestly, the work Triple H is doing for the future of the business is so important. I truly don't want to see him wrestle again. He's too valuable to risk any potential issues. I can agree with that. I can actually agree with that. Uh, People saying, I feel like he quietly retired anyway, and that's very true. I think it's very coincidental that Triple H is technically a Hall of Famer, and then all of a sudden, you know, possibly can't wrestle anymore. Because I remember I said it when we were at the Hall of Fame. I was like, hey, Triple H is technically a a Hall of Famer now. You think this is it? You know? Hmm. And uh, maybe it was forced upon him now, you know? I I, I hate to think that, but, well, you know, it... My hope is like someone like Triple H, he deserves one last hurrah if, you know, it comes to that. Um, He deserves it, but at the same time, he's old school. So it's like I could see him being like in Austin and just like kind of just fading off in the sunset, you know, riding Mm -hmm. off into the sunset and not really calling attention to his retirement anyway. You know what I mean? Because he's selfless like that. Um, Yeah. Yeah, this sounds like a conspiracy. <laughs> um, yeah, it's funny how some people believe every report from whoever, no matter what, even if they contradict, they believe it all. If that's kind of what I'm getting at. It's exactly what I'm getting at. It's like, you know, if you hear the same, two different things from the same person, it's like, and you believe both, it's like, you could just be led anywhere, man. Like, you're getting worked by these sources worse than, like, professional wrestling itself. You know, I, I think I think manager Cole would have been kind of cool. 
here's the thing but here, yeah. here here's the thing right like when it's reported the way it's reported it sounds like like oh he's supposed to manage keith lee and it's like okay like that was on the table that was in the cards but it's like it could literally just be like a writer had pitched it and it was gonna get vetoed and say no we're not doing that shit (laughs) and that's it you're not you're not in those meetings you know what i mean so you don't know what the source is right so adam cole people are telling me like oh but adam cole confirmed it and it's like adam cole didn't didn't confirm this was my debut on monday night raw what he confirmed was this was an idea i heard again brandon i've called you and said hey man maybe we should do the podcast on friday and then like i'll call you later on and be like ah well let's move it to saturday like if you reported out well kenny said podcast was on friday and then it doesn't happen people like you see kenny said the podcast was on friday and it didn't happen he's a piece of shit it's like that's why i don't report yeah i don't report anything but you get get what i'm saying it's just like just in passing it could be hey maybe we'll do the show friday and that gets reported as Kenny for your thoughts podcast is on Friday. Yeah. It's just how things are said. It's like a fucking wrestling game, of telephone. <laughs> All right. By the end of it, you're saying fucking pur- purple monkey dishwasher. All right. You don't even know what you're saying. That's right. Better than being Michael Cole's long lost son. Yes. And uh, one last topic to go on. Uh, there's the rumor that Kevin, uh, Kevin Owens, contract is coming up. I think January. Um, and he tweeted almost there, or I sorry, changed his location to almost there. Mm. So, you know, is is Kevin Steen leaving the WWE? And this is one of those where I say I want him to leave the WWE. Like this is yeah. one of those where I say there's a person that can fit into AEW. You know what I mean? Um, the way I said it, I tweeted this out, and then of course, like people who were W, I remember. If I tweet something positive at AEW, I am an AEW mark. If I tweet something yeah. positive about WWE, I'm a WWE mark. So I get hate on from the other side. But I tweeted out basically, I said, look, hey, if I won the universal title because someone got injured in 2016 and then five years have passed and almost six and WWE has not given me the chance again, I'd explore my options too. Mm-hmm. And people were like, no, he's not leaving WWE. Why would he do that? And I said, hold on. Notice I didn't say leaving WWE. I just said exploring my options as in like way leaving WWE with staying. Mm -hmm. Exploring options doesn't mean I'm leaving WWE and fuck this company. It just means like, you know what? They ain't running with me. Let me check what else is out there. Maybe something will stick. And then maybe he just ends up staying with WWE. But point is, I would explore my options. Right? Yeah. Yeah, he's he's been there a while. What is it like seven years more than that or so? He's been there a so, while. Like, I mean, he debuted yeah. uh, the end of it was at the end of 2014. Because yeah, at the end of 2014, December 2014. Because I remember that takeover. Um, and then he yeah, so he's he's been there a while. Like you don't realize that, and that's kind of what I'm getting at is like you don't realize that like in terms of wrestling career, like these guys aren't getting younger. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like. Your contract's coming up. There's a viable wrestling company. Explore it. Yeah. Yeah. Especially for, you know, what they got him doing now. I mean, he's not doing anything, you know, super major part of the car. So, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me, you know, if maybe he decides to try something else, mix it up a little bit on the way out. He, But he's he's a guy that I feel like, I mean, and, and kudos to him. He broke the yeah. WWE mold. That's right. Yeah. You know, but 
it's like I could see him thriving elsewhere. You know what I mean? And it's funny that a lot of people are like, well, you instantaneously think AEW. Okay, guys, AEW is the hottest thing out there right now. It's like, why wouldn't you have AEW? And it's like, it's funny that people always say, well, AEW signing up all the WWE guys. And it's like, guys, if if somebody's up, like, okay, if somebody was a free agent in the NFL and a team signs them up, you wouldn't bat an eyelash. But for some reason, when there's a free agent in professional wrestling and AEW signs them up, you vilify them. You're like, well, they're just taking WWE guys. And it's like, what? <laughs> If they're if they're available, why wouldn't you take them? They're still a name, bro. That's a big name, right? They they are available, and they still want to play ball, and so you offer a chance on your team, and it's just that it's just a chance. Because remember, you could you could always not do business with them in the future. You could let them go, you know, things like that. Yeah. You could do trial runs. I mean, the point is, look at professional wrestling as like kind of the same as the NFL or something like that. And it'll all make a lot more sense than if you just go, <laughs> don't just sign up WWE guys. Cause WWE has a whole bunch of ROH guys. And I don't say like, we don't say like, Oh, you see the ROH is uh, fueling WWE. You know what I mean? It's, it's stupid. Wrestling fans get so uh, gate, like gatekeeping. Like and it's, it's dumb. Don't be a gatekeeper guys. Leave it wide open. Don't watch all the wrestling podcasts you can. Don't just watch Kenny for your thoughts podcast. But seriously, right. watch our podcast. Anyway, uh, I think we're good, Brandon. Uh, we did an episode without headphones, which was super weird. I hope that audio came out well. And if it didn't, guys, I apologize. Thank you for listening this long. If if the audio is bad, um, but guys, I see all of you in the chat. Please leave a thumbs up on this episode. Let us know you liked it. Um, and we will see you what sometime next week there, Brandon, after not watching NXT live because you didn't respond to my text. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, no reporting. We're not reporting what day in case people <laughs> but take anyway, it the wrong way. We'll leave you with the only time I like Brandon, uh, when he sings the Manscaped song. Getting ready for a date. Now I'm in the zone. But I had to clean up quick before I hit the road. Normal clippers mess me up. Nicks and cuts were just too much. Now I'm bleeding everywhere. They're itching on me too. Every sleepless night. Got too much hair down there. I need to mow it down. Gotta stay clean to bear, but there's a better way. And now I can shave these things. This much I know is true. Use Manscaped to shave your pubes and you'll be silky smooth. <laughs>